Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who changed their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note-taking device, lean back and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. In this episode, I have the honor to speaking to Ryan, a former Canadian soldier who has discovered a passion and turned it into a successful career. For the past five years, Ryan has inspired, trained, mentored countless coaches, entrepreneurs, and leaders to be better served their clients while building a sustainable business that brings them joy, satisfaction, and freedom on their own terms. Welcome, Ryan. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, certainly. Thank you, uh, Ivy. Is it okay if I call you Ivy or should I call sure. you? Sure. I'm, Ivy I, is okay. my nickname. I love it. Okay, perfect. Uh, so first of all, thank you for inviting me to be on the podcast. Very excited to be here. Uh, hello, everyone. My name, as Ivy said, is Ryan Montes. I live in Canada. Um, I do run a, a coach training company. So I teach coaches all sorts of different things from NLP to hypnosis, to business, to sales, to social media, which is what I'm really focusing more on these days. Um, and I love it. I've had the privilege of, of teaching people, you know, in many different countries around the world because I run all my training online um, and seen some wonderful, delightful transformations in people and people starting and growing their coaching businesses. Um, it's been an incredible few years and, you know, I, I just, I really do love what I'm doing and I'm excited to uh, share anything I can with everybody today. Lovely. Um, one of the reasons why I invited you, Ryan, is because you were not always doing what you are doing today. You were a Canadian soldier. You were serving the army. Would you like to elaborate a little bit on the time and how you made the transition from the army to become a coach? Yeah. So uh, even before I was in the Canadian army, I was a private investigator here in mm -hmm. Canada. So I worked as a private investigator. Uh, I specialized in fraud investigations. Um, and so for those that don't know, a private investigator is somebody who investigates usually criminal activity separate from the police. I wasn't, I was, I did not work for the government. I was not a police officer. I was a private entity um, conducting investigations on behalf, usually of corporations or, or businesses. Um, so I did that for a number of years. And then I joined, I kind of got tired of it. And then I joined the Canadian army. I was in the Canadian army for five years. It was a really uh, interesting and rewarding time. You know, I, uh, I was never sent into one of the questions that comes up always uh, in people's minds is, was I in combat? Was I in, you know, because mm -hmm. while I was in the military, Canada was involved in a few conflicts around the world. I was not in combat, um, you know, for my role, although it was a combat role, I wasn't deployed. I wasn't required to be deployed while I was in. So five years in the Canadian army, pretty much exclusively just training and doing, you know, tasks within Canada. And then, you know, I left the military and, you know, for my whole life, mostly I was interested in 
personal development. And Mm -hmm. from around the time I was 18, I really immersed myself in personal development more and more. So even when I was a private investigator, even when I was in the army, I was looking closely at personal development, the subconscious mind, things like self-hypnosis and hypnosis, Mm -hmm. things like uh, NLP, which stands for neuro-linguistic programming, which is very intimately connected to the field of coaching, especially these days more than ever. And so when I left the army, I I was really intent on starting my own business. I was at that point in my life, I was very much through with working for other people, you know, and being in that context uh, of having other people decide my schedule and, you know, all the stuff that goes along with that. And so initially when I left the army, I thought I would start a business related to the law or the courts or something like that. Cause I had so much, you know, experience and expertise in, in military and private law enforcement, mm-hmm. yeah. private investigation, I should say. But then I, what I did was actually, I went and I took some formal training in coaching up until that point, everything that I'd learned about you know, coaching and personal development had been self-study through books, courses, you know, lectures, very much I was learning on my own. And I thought if I'm going to start a business, I'm going to do something I've always wanted to do first and put down the money, time and energy to get certified in NLP and uh, hypnotherapy and coaching and another thing called timeline therapy techniques. And it was in that training that something clicked in my mind. And I thought, well, if I'm going to start a business, it may as well be about the thing that I'm most passionate about. And while I was passionate, you know, about the law and courts and investigations, I was really more passionate about personal transformation Mm -hmm. uh, and helping other people to, you know, live their dreams and live a life of freedom. Cause ultimately that's also what I wanted to do. And so it was in that training that I decided, okay, I'm actually going to pursue this as my new uh, entrepreneurial venture and I'm very grateful to say, you know, I went through and and after that, I took a lot more formal training. I actually spent just about a year being in trainings and traveling to trainings and, and you know, going mm-hmm. to different things before I was ready to really start things full time. And I started my company full time just at the very end of 2019, early 2020, even though mm-hmm. I was, you know, coaching people in a training context before that and and so on. Uh, but that was when I formally started running my own programs and taking on clients and grateful to say it's been tremendous since, since then I had some great mentors to guide me, which allowed, which I know allowed me to be successful quickly. Um, so it's been a, it's been a good go so far. Yeah. Lovely. I find it super inspiring, uh, how you showcase the, how you gained clarity along the road, right? I get this question a lot where people simply say like, I want to do something like I'm doing this, this job that pays me my, my bills, right? My rent and it's good. But then there is this, you know, that thing, right? Makes me happy. That makes my eyes sparkle, right? It lit up the fire in me. And people are always like, yeah, I could do this. I could do that. But how to get that clarity on what I'm really supposed to do, right? And what um, what is often misunderstood, and I'm sure you agree with me that this clarity, you just don't gain by, you know, sitting on a table and waiting for the clarity, you know, to drop and to enlighten you or by uh, drawing on a paper, right? It comes by doing, right? And I think in your, like, your story, 
simply showcases like that you initially wanted something that you did because you started it, you were good at it, you've been a specialist in that sector, right? And then yeah. along the way, it turned out to be like, hold on, this is something that is actually way cooler, right? And did you have at that point when you said like, I just could be doing maybe something I'm passionate about, doubts, fears that you might be taking the wrong path at that point? Uh, yeah, definitely. You yeah. know, uh, you know, the decision to start a company in what what kind of is a new and very dynamic industry, you know, the modern coaching industry um, has not been around as long as, you know, the legal industry, and, you know, many other mm-hmm. businesses that one could could start. So there was a lot of factors, you know, weighing on me, you know, um, in relation to what is the risk in in doing this and i decided that i wanted you know formal training and formal certifications in coaching from you know highly reputable bodies which is great but also very expensive and very time consuming right so there was a financial investment to be Mm -hmm. to be made as well so yeah there was you know the question of can i make this work is it going to work is it going to work out am i making a mistake all of those normal questions that i think come up in most people's minds when it's time to make any big decision mm-hmm. um and then you know also i waited against do i want to continue on in my life and not find out for sure whether it would have worked out mm-hmm. and the answer to that was a firm no i don't want to go the safe route and not even try to you know for lack of a better term, make my dreams come true and never know for sure if I could have. And, you know, I sure am glad now that I went ahead and I took the risk and I made the investment of time, money, and energy and went down the the path that I really wanted to. Um, because so far, I mean, it's, it's not been a perfect mm-hmm. journey. There's been ups and downs and road bumps for sure, but I'm glad I did it. I'm glad to be where I am today. Absolutely. And I can confirm I'm following you for a while already and we've been in touch. It really suits you. Like it's like everybody, you guys can check out Ryan later on Instagram and his work. I'm sure you're going to like it. And what I wanted to show with this, why I'm asking this, uh, sometimes annoying questions to coaches because everybody is super aware and being like, of course I was scared. Yeah. Right. Of course I was doubting myself. Of course there was that thing, but Sometimes, and this is how it was with me, right, that uh, when I had my first business, I was not really aware of the fact that fear is something natural, that fear is something natural if we enter a new space, if we have to suddenly uh, speak to new people to put ourselves out there and be like, okay, I have a business here, I am by my product, right? That For me, it seemed that every entrepreneur, everybody who is doing that is fearless, And I was so ashamed of that that I haven't been speaking about it, right? So I ended up in my corner alone. And of course, because I didn't know it's normal. I did not know, first of all, to ask for help or who to ask. And secondly, I didn't know that you can actually deal with these things, right? So that's why I love pointing this out. And I'm asking this question so often. And I want to have as many people as possible speaking openly about this. Because I think it's still in people's mind something like, no, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say that, right? Yeah, it's it's very much true, very much true. You know, not just fear, 
um, as well, but also just general discomfort, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, before we hit record, you were asking me a couple of questions about the office I'm in now. And, uh, before this office, you know, I had a different office in a different city that was not nearly as nice. It had no windows. It was much smaller. It was an older building, um, when I was starting out. And I remember, you know, going to that office, sitting in that office day after day, and just for, you know, for eight out of the nine hours that I sat in that office, just being uncomfortable with the stuff I had to do with the content I had to write with the being seen on video, every call I would get on, I would be like, another call I got to be on for. And it just, and just, but also thankfully having a knowing that I'm doing something new. I'm producing behaviors that I haven't produced much in the past and certainly not in this context of course, it's going to feel weird. Of course, it's going to be uncomfortable. And, you know, of course, it's going to get better. Right. And mm-hmm. certainly it did. And I'm, I sure am glad, you know, that I had that understanding. And again, it goes back to the mentors that I worked with and the training that I had that prepared mm-hmm. me for that. Um, because I, you know, when I was in the thick of it, I recognized I, this is probably just this pain, this discomfort, this weirdness is just part of the process why don't I give myself enough time to work through it and start seeing good results and then decide, you know, what to do next. And again, sure. Glad that I did. I think it's really much, very much connected to what you're saying and your experience too. Yeah. Probably was really I mean, similar, right? I, I've made the experience and um, I made it actually to something. And luckily the second time when I started off a business, I had a mentor, I had people who told me that this is normal, that you can deal with that, right? Like you are okay. You are a specialist in your field. You are fine, right? It's just that you, it thinks you, when you enter the new world, things become a little bit uncomfortable as you mentioned. And I got to deal with that in a way that I started enjoying it. Right. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna be like putting it now. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it now in a, in terms of it's so exciting and it's so amazing to feel uncomfortable. But I am doing it up to a point that I also learned when to say stop. This is my boundary here. I need a rest. And if things feel as uncomfortable and I have the feeling I'm running against the wall, right? Where things are out of alignment and nothing works anymore, that it get that the discomfort just gets so big that I Actually, learn to deal with that, to respond to that without punishing myself or not being good enough. And it went that far that it made it. I made it my work. <laughs> what I do with people, so dealing with the discomfort, with these fears, with these beliefs, we are all dealing that with that, right? And I think this is one of the most exciting topics of being an entrepreneur and business owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it 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 really is. It, you know, and it's good. It's a great thing to be talking about it um because you know you see them every day the um the entrepreneurs and it's when you've been in this game for a while you can really see it in social media you know uh every week i see a different entrepreneur you know the little red flags are there all of a sudden just all their posts disappear from social media um you know and or like you know there's those little hints that you see that people are kind of like withdrawing from mm-hmm. slowly backing stress, up backing you know? up yeah. um and and the hope is always that they're going to come back and they're going to come back stronger so you know anybody who's listening to this if you've been in that position where you just feel that you you know you want to hide you know and i know ivy will agree i've been there she's been there and the point is you can you can tactically retreat sometimes but come back and come back stronger and know that the pain and the t- discomfort is 
you know, can be something to be celebrated, you know, as you're alluding to, because it means you're moving in the correct direction in a lot of cases. Yes, it's, it's, it's joy, it's growth. And I think as well, like if you, if you learned it once properly, you will always be able to come back to your knowledge, to your intuition and use it in every new project, actually, because also no matter how experienced you are, I think I always like to put that, um, to give that example, if you're about to invest a thousand, let's say a thousand uh, Canadian dollar, right? In the beginning where you haven't earned anything, right? So you're making a minus. You're going to be, you're going to be thinking about that investment, right? Because it's still, it's thousand dollars, right? And you are going to be nervous. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be, you know, insecure, but the same fear, the same situation will show up when you become a successful investor and you're going to be dealing with 100,000 suddenly, right? Like the, the situation is the same, right? It's just that you grow into that. And I, I strongly believe that there, there are so many good ways and possibilities to buckle up for that and to deal yeah. with that in a way that it's actually fun. And I think you will agree here as well with me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's such a good point. You know, um, just the same themes of discomfort and, and challenge come back just bigger um, as you proceed, uh, you know, and, and I'm dealing with that right now uh, in my business where, you know, I'm approaching the next up level in terms of revenue and in terms of how many people I'm going to serve. And I'm looking at, you know, what do I need to invest of my resources? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and the stuff that I'm looking at investing now is stuff that wasn't even on the radar like three years ago, but now it's become a necessity, you know, um, and that, and like you say, it's a great thing. It's a good position. It's a good problem to have. Basically, <laughs> it's a good problem to have something yeah. to remember. Like, yeah. let's go a little back to you. You mentioned in our conversation earlier that being a soldier has made you a better coach. Would you yeah. like to elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, um, sure. I think you know. I think there there is a trend of. I can't I can't say for sure on the statistics, but if I compared you know the the population of entrepreneurs to the general population of the world, there's probably more ex-soldiers that are entrepreneurs that you know than there are just uh, otherwise that are not you know entrepreneurs. Maybe I'm not saying that very clearly, but leaving the military, having gained that experience, lends itself to being successful in this world, either as a coach or an entrepreneur, because one of the fundamental things of being a soldier is and being a good soldier is understanding that what you thought your limitations were, were not your limitations and were in fact mm-hmm. self-imposed. And one of the greatest lessons that, you know, a person gets from going through really tough training like boot camp or, you know, other subsequent training courses in, in a modern military is that you, you come to learn what you're really capable of. And although the context is different, once you go through that pattern a few times of thinking, you know, this is what's possible and then blowing it out of the water and doing much more and, and coping with much harder circumstances, you carry that understanding with you out into all other contexts, mm-hmm. you know, in your life. Right. And so I came out of the military again. I, I wasn't even in combat, you know, when I was in, but I went through some very, uh, you know, good quality, rigorous training that showed me, um, among other things, when you think, you know, the tank is empty, you probably got another, you know, a few days of effort left in you. 
Um, and so when you're an entrepreneur, the lesson is the same. When you think you've run out of ideas, when you think you've got to the end of the road, there's still probably a whole world of possibility in front of you. And just having that understanding um, and that ability to thrive when times are tough, it, it, you know, is one of the core skills of being successful mm -hmm. in in this world of entrepreneurship, right? Mm -hmm. It's sort of what one of the main things that separates, you know, entrepreneurs from everybody else is that being mm -hmm. able to cope and thrive, um, you know, when times are tough, right? Yeah, I can't relate to the military, obviously, but I can, I think I can place it on that I got into this, this, this drive of not giving up when I actually discovered running. Mm, like yeah. running taught me these uh, lessons. Actually, I don't yeah. like the term that something taught me a lesson, but never I will call it like that right now. So I learned through running that actually the moment you think you can't, it's actually the moment where you still can give another at least 30% before you exhaust yourself, right? And then we can discuss whether it's still uh, necessary or not. Or when you think that this is a day where I can't, I just can't, right? And then you go anyway. And this yeah. doing it anyway, right? And then you repeat yeah. it every day over and over again. And on Creed, I had to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning to go running because 8 a.m. it was 29 degrees in summer, right? So it taught me something that to, to have this uh, compassion for something and to just do it all over and over again till it actually turns out into something, which was in this case, a competition that I was very satisfied with. But I think it uh, goes with business as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and once you have that understanding as a coach, you know, whether, whether it's that understanding from running or from whatever training, um, it's much easier to see the potential in your clients that they don't yet see in themselves. Right. Cause when you've been through that, you know, and you've passed that point where you thought you couldn't as a runner, and then you've done it anyways, you know, you have that knowing when you're looking at the client and they're saying, I can't do anymore. I'm, I'm fed up, whatever, you know, that's, certainly their perception and we need to be respectful of Excellent. it, but you know, probably they're not done. You know, probably they have a lot more potential in them. Yeah. And if you can see that and you can get them to at least kind of see it, then that, that can really move the needle for the client. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. And it, that you said when you replaced your full-time job eventually and started coaching, that with starting that coaching business, that your life, everything turned out to be like a surprise and a life-changing experience. Would you like to explain a little bit further what was life-changing and what you perceived as such a great gift? Yeah, I mean, when I, there was, there was a day that came where I said, you know, it's time to stop having, you know, a foot in two yards, so to speak, and to let go of employment to let go of all the other sources of revenue that you know were basically a crutch for me at that time and just go all in, in into my business into this you know adventure this entrepreneurial adventure that uh i'm on and you know i don't recommend anybody makes that decision lightly but i do recommend that at some point when you're ready that you know you make that decision when, when, when the time is right for you. And, and when I made that decision, I remember, you know, kind of the day that I was sitting in that old office with no windows and, 
you know, it was, it was coming down to the wire. Where I was like, I need to like pull out all the stops and start taking real consistent action now um, to figure out if this is going to take off or not. And I'm going to have to retreat, you know, to, 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 to my old life or something. And that, and that's the day things started to really take off. In fact, now that I look back at it, that's the day where, you know, people started coming out of the woodwork and asking for training and asking for coaching and, and all the little seeds that I had planted in terms of social media content and the interviews mm-hmm. that I had done and the presentations that I'd given, you know, they started to blossom in the form of revenue and, and training sales and coaching clients and, um, rapid uh development of my business and more invitations for you know appearances and and talks and and interviews and stuff and from there you know what really happened is is that freedom started to open up to me you know financial freedom obviously from Mm -hmm. earning more money than i ever had in my life up until that point and um time freedom because although i was working quite a bit many hours a week it was 100% by choice and it was my choice i was choosing me to you know invest time because i wanted to see the results that were connected to that time because of my training in you know nlp and hypnosis and subconscious mind work i had gained emotional freedom that i hadn't had in the rest of my life i, I was now in a position where my emotions were serving me rather than you know enslaving me um, which is, I think, without realizing it, a lot of people live their whole lives in that boat. They're, you know, they're at the whim of their emotions rather than their emotions being helpful, you know, data to guide them in their endeavors. So all of that in in in, in making that firm decision to go all in in my business and accept the risk and you know commit myself to serving others in a context that worked for me and for them. That was what opened up you know, all these different Mm -hmm. types of freedom Mm -hmm. to me that I'm still very, very, very grateful to be enjoying today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know these feels it's a good thing. Once you, you can also like take it in and be like, wow, this was possible for me. And I think this is the moment where things start shifting and you start like even more believing in yourself and there's literally no limits. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and just seeing the evidence of it, you know, seeing the experiences and being in the places and, and hearing the words of other people, it, uh, you know, it's liberating. It's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. really incredible. Yeah, I totally can relate. Yeah. So can you give us or to the listeners or whoever's listening and struggling with that to what would be your advice if someone is considering making the jump from full-time employed to entrepreneur? From full-time employed to entrepreneur, I would say, you know, there are lots of things that you can do to set yourself up for success. It doesn't need to be just jumping off a cliff and totally into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, because before you make that decision, before you make that leap, you know, you 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 can and you should equip yourself to be to maximize your likelihood of success. You know, before I took that le- leap. I read no less than 200 self-development books in order to consume, you know, the mindset of people who are successful in entrepreneurship. I before I took that leap, I invested no less than $50,000 in training for me to make sure that I was, you know, stepping out there with the, the greatest chance of, of being successful. And now I'm not saying you're required to spend a ton of money and that, that was a mm-hmm. choice that I made because I mm-hmm. wanted to. But the point is you can, you know, take 
steps and, and, and produce behaviors to mitigate the risk such that, you know, when you do make this decision, um, you're doing it from a place of, of power where you're likely to succeed, and, you know, and you're going to be safe and hopefully successful. But at the end of the day, you know, no matter how much preparation you've done and, you know, how much you've self-educated and how much you've um, set yourself up to maximize likelihood of success, eventually you will have to take action. Eventually, mm-hmm. you know, you will have to accept some risk, you know, make a decision, get out there and test the waters and see what happens. And I think just knowing that nothing's going to happen until you do that is an important understanding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, the, so, so I guess the advice is, you know, equip yourself for success, train as hard as you can, you know, eventually you got to get out there. Yeah, right? no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. If there's an impending war, you know, every soldier wants to stay in boot camp forever, but mm-hmm. eventually you got to get out there and bring the fight to the enemy, right? Before they mm-hmm. come for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think giving these advices is generally like difficult because everybody comes from a different situation. And what I just want to emphasize is that setting up for success yourself, your environment, and taking a calculated risk, Mm. right? I think this is something that can be done as a side hustle, right? Like next to your job, because this is just something, it's a whole area of exploration, right? And eventually, once you have that feeling, in my opinion, that it could be picking up if you would have some little bit more resources, right? Because there is, and there is a feeling, there is a feeling. And I always emphasize this, like, trust in that intuition. And I think then is the moment to take that calculated risk, right? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard advice to give. And usually I think in the end, it's everybody's own choice, right? But people ask that. People ask that. When shall I? But I like, I don't know. I just did it. I was naive when I did it. Or maybe people would say, you are a crazy woman. You are crazy. Yeah. I quit today. And then I spent three days crying at home. What have I done? Till I, I don't know, I cried it all out. The emotions went all out. I was so done with it. And then I said, okay, and now you do. But I made sure that my partner is on the same wave and that I have that I'm not going to be sleeping under the bridge if things go south, right? So that was my yeah. calculated risk. And I had full trust in my partner that I'm not going to drain our bank accounts and being on the beach, right? So there is something like, I, I, be- I truly believe that if you put in the work, there's no way that you don't succeed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a good qualifier if you put if you put in the work, right? If you go yeah. out there. Um, and you really do it. Yeah. It's, it's hard not to, it's hard not to, if you really do it. But I think that the challenge for a lot of people is they feel like they're doing the work and there's, and they're spinning their wheels sometimes. Right. Which can be be scary. Yeah. Social media scrolling does not qualify for doing the work. Yeah. That's a good example. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's busy, there's effective, right. If you're out there and you're doing, and you're being effective. Yeah. You cannot not succeed in many cases. Yeah, 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 absolutely. To get to my last and most favorite question of these conversations, Ryan, what do people misunderstand the most about you? That is a great question. What do people misunderstand the most about me? I mean, I guess I'll probably never know, right? I'll probably mm-hmm. never know for sure what people misunderstand the most about me um, because I know what I think I'm putting out, but hey, who knows 
how people are perceiving, um, you know, what it is, the, the information that they're receiving. One mis- one big misconception, and this doesn't just apply to me, this is anybody who's associated with the subconscious mind or hypnosis or NLP, is that a lot of people think that I have magic powers or I'm able to manipulate others or there's some kind of like weird, unethical power of influence that you gain when you've studied the subconscious mind as if mm-hmm. I'm, you know, some kind of magical person like that. I even had, I, and I made a little Instagram reel about this recently. I had a customs guard, an American customs guard, ask me if I was hypnotizing him while he was interviewing me to let me into the country. I think he was joking for the most part. So that's one misconception. that well, That's one misunderstanding that I, I know. And again, it's not just me. It's a lot of people like me, but people think I have mystical powers that I certainly don't. Just having an understanding of how human being human beings operate and communicate effectively certainly it gives you an advantage in communication but it doesn't give you undue influence mm-hmm. over others yeah, you know it, it, it's the ability not magic to, can't control other people's minds or anything mm-hmm. like that but that's a big one that one comes up yeah so time. just to be sure you did not hypnotize me right now i did not hypnotize no. you right now or ever yeah but just because somebody's not hypnotizing others doesn't mean they aren't hypnotic by nature, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think all humans are are somewhat hypnotic by nature, some more than others, right? Lovely, cool. And if people want to know some more about hypnosis and your work and want to connect with you, where people can find you? Yeah, so the best place to find me is on Instagram at Ryan Montes NLP. On Instagram, I also have a website, ryanmontes.com. Um, and my DMs are open. I, you know, I'm not an unreachable celebrity. Uh, I'm reachable if people have questions, if they want to chat about stuff, about coaching, um, just shoot me a message. Cool. I will put that notes in the show notes so people can do like easy clicking there. And I'm going to round it up with a big thank you for your time, for your advice for your knowledge you shared for your 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 story thank you so much for being my guest friend thank you ivy for having me i've really enjoyed this interview i appreciate it very much Uh, it's been a privilege thank you have a good day you too thank you hey do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly this script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels the writing transcript editing and recording program automatically detects errors arms and speech gaps and much more i became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky parts of reel and video editing and adds value to my work as a coach and creator You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edit.